Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are covering what B.W. Bacon called Book 2 of Matthew, which covers chapters 8 through 11 verse 1. He recognized that each of these books start with a narrative, then they have a discourse or a teaching from Jesus, and then they end with a formula, and when Jesus had finished instructing. The formulas are found in chapter 7 verse 28, chapter 11 verse 1, chapter 13 verse 53, chapter 19 verse 1, and chapter 26 verse 1. Yesterday, we covered that Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, and it is a gospel, which means good news about Jesus Christ. Matthew was a Jewish tax collector and a disciple of Jesus. He was from Capernaum, which is in Galilee on the west side of the Sea of Galilee, and he wrote the book about 60 to 65 AD to show the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah, the son of David, and that he fulfilled the Old Testament prophets. So far in the book, we saw the kingly genealogy of Jesus and the unique birth story with the wise men from the east, and then Joseph and Mary and Jesus fleeing to Egypt and the baby boys to and under were killed by Herod. Following that prologue of chapters 1 and 2, book 1 began with John the Baptist and how he baptized Jesus. After Jesus' baptism, the Spirit led him into the wilderness, and Satan tempted him. But Jesus was faithful. Following the temptation, Jesus' ministry began. When John was put in prison, Jesus then went north to Galilee. He called four fishermen to follow him, and he taught. He preached the gospel of the kingdom, healed all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. His beautiful discourse is found in chapters 5 through 7, and we call that the Sermon on the Mount. Many times Jesus said, You have heard it said, but I say to you, Jesus raised the bar on righteousness. The ending formula said, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now on to book 2. Chapter 8 verse 1 starts, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. The word follow is repeated a lot in Matthew. In the narrative or the storyline of Matthew chapter 8, 9 through 35, we see 10 miracles from Jesus. Chapter 8 verses 1 through 4, Jesus healed a leopard. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. One thing to note is that Jesus could have spoken the word and healed him. But instead, verse 3 said, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Then he said, You will be clean. And immediately, one of Matthew's favorite words, his leprosy was cleansed. People who had leprosy were unclean people. They were to be cast out of society. Yet Jesus touched him, 
and then sent him to the priest to offer the gift that Moses commanded so that he could be declared clean. In verses 5 through 13, a centurion, a Roman soldier, came to Jesus and requested healing. Jesus offered to come with him, but the centurion said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Worthy is another word that's used a lot in Matthew. John was not worthy to untie Jesus' sandals, and the centurion is not worthy to have Jesus enter his home. He then went on and said, I am a man of authority, and he understood the power of the spoken word from someone who had authority, and he knew Jesus had the authority. Jesus said, I have not found so great faith in all of Israel. In verse 11, Jesus said, And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Then Jesus sent him on his way, and the servant was healed that very hour. Here we see that Jesus knew that not just Jews were going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but people from other nations. And then he even said that some Jews would not enter. Miracle number three is found in verses 14 through 17. And Jesus healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law of a fever by touching her hand. And by that evening, people who were possessed with devils came and Jesus cast them out with his word and healed all who were sick. Matthew said this fulfilled Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. Since so many people were coming to Jesus, he gave the command to go across the Sea of Galilee to the other side. Just a note, this was now Gentile country. One scribe came and said, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus responded that he did not have a place to lay his head. Then another disciple said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. And then verse 23 says, And when he had entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. We see two men who said they would follow, but it was the disciples that did follow Jesus. Miracle number four happened. While on the ship, Jesus was sleeping, and a great storm arose. The disciples woke Jesus and said, Lord, save us, we perish. Jesus responded, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? He arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was calm. The disciples were amazed and said, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? He is the creator of the winds and the sea. Once across the sea, they met two demon-possessed men. These demons called Jesus the Son of God, and then they said, Are you here to torment us before the time? Instead, Jesus sent them into a herd of pigs, which ran violently down the steep place into the sea, and they died. The owners of the pigs ran into town and told the people what Jesus had done, and they all came to him and asked Jesus to leave from their area. One interesting note is it just said that Jesus came out of the boat and into the boat, not the disciples. 
Jesus honored their request and chapter 9 verse 1 says he got back into the ship and passed over and came into his own city. Here some people brought a crippled man who was sick of palsy and Jesus said, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Some of the scribes cried out, Blasphemy! Then Jesus said, What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or arise and walk? But that you will know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick man, Arise, take up your bed and go into your home. He did and the multitude saw it, marveled at it and glorified God for it because God had given such power to men. After miracle six, Jesus saw Matthew collecting taxes. He said, follow me. And he arose and followed him. Jesus had a meal with Matthew's friends of tax collectors and sinners, and the religious leaders ridiculed him. Jesus responded, Those who are whole do not need a physician, but the sick. Jesus continued by saying, But go and learn what this means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus quotes Hosea chapter 6 verse 6. It is a call to social justice and true worship. In verses 14 through 17, John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus and ask, Why do they not fast? And he responded, How can they mourn while the bridegroom is with them? But there will be a time when the bridegroom is taken from them, and then they will mourn and fast. While saying these things, a ruler of the synagogue came to Jesus and worshipped him and asked him to come and lay his hand on his daughter who had just died and she would live again. Jesus arose and followed him and so did the disciples. While going, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years knew that if she would just touch his clothes, she would be healed. She touched him and Jesus turned around, saw her and told her that her faith had made her whole from that hour on. Miracle number seven. Jesus then entered the ruler's house and he said, she's not dead, just sleeping. And people laughed at him. He went into her room, took her by the hand and she arose. Miracle number eight. This miracle brought fame throughout the land. The story of the ninth miracle found in verses 27 through 31 is only found in Matthew. Jesus left the house and two blind men followed Jesus and cried out, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus asked if they believed he could do it and they said, Yes. Jesus touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, be it unto you. Their eyes were opened. Jesus told them to not say anything, but they left and spread his fame even more. Miracle number 10 also is only found in Matthew. And Jesus healed a man who was possessed with a devil and was unable to speak. And when the devil left, he could speak. And the people marveled and said, it was never so seen in Israel. But the religious leader said, he did it by the power of the devil. Verse 35 of chapter 9 reads, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, 
teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This verse is almost identical to Matthew chapter 4 verse 23, except there Jesus went about all of Galilee. In this one, it is about all the cities and villages. Jesus's ministry is expanding. And when he saw the people, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. This references the book of Numbers chapter 27 verse 17 and the prophet Zechariah chapter 10 verse 2. Starting with verse 37, Jesus focuses on his disciples and said, The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. This begins the discourse of Jesus. But this time, instead of it being to the people on the mountain, it is to his disciples. He called his twelve disciples and gave them power against unclean spirits to heal all manner of sicknesses and disease. What Jesus had demonstrated, he now gives to the disciples. Chapter 10 covers what Jesus taught the twelve disciples. This time they were just to go to the Jews, not the Gentiles. And wherever they went, if the people were worthy, then peace would come upon them. But if they were not worthy, then they were to shake the dust off their feet. I think this shows two things. They were to let it go and move on. And it left those people into God's hand for judgment to come. The disciples were to expect persecution because Jesus would be persecuted. They were not to fear because the Lord cares for them. Jesus said that those who confess Jesus before men, he will confess before the Father in heaven. But those who deny Jesus before men, Jesus will deny before the Father in heaven. Jesus tells them that conflict is coming and those who love father or mother or son or daughter more than Jesus is not worthy of Jesus. And those who are not willing to take up their cross and follow him is not worthy of Jesus. That's verses 37 and 38. Those who receive Jesus and minister in Jesus's name, even by giving a cup of cold water in his name, will be rewarded. Then chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed then to teach and to preach in their cities. Remember yesterday we covered how the writers of the gospel wrote intentionally. Jesus healed hundreds of people and did many miracles, yet Matthew covered only ten. What are some things we see in these chapters? Jesus was willing to touch the sick and diseased. Many times healing was linked to their faith. Jesus was willing to heal a Roman centurion servant. And he had the power and authority to just speak the word and it was done. Jesus called his disciples to follow him. Jesus could calm the sea and the wind with a word. Jesus went to the Gentile land, healed two demon-possessed men, and then honored the townspeople when they asked him to leave. Jesus not only had power to heal, but power to forgive sins. Jesus called himself the bridegroom, which would make his followers the bride. 
Jesus had the power to raise a girl from the dead. Jesus tells the reader to pray for the Lord to bring forth laborers into the harvest because it is plenty. Jesus showed the disciples what to do and then he empowered them to do it as well. And as they went, some people were worthy and some were not. Some will receive rewards and some will not. So ladies, Jesus is asking you to follow him. The question is, will you? If you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like many of the religious leaders did. Instead, let's be like the disciples and follow immediately. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.